everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. This is the transfer show. I'm Manu Veit. He's Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan Bart, how's it going? Yeah, very well. Um, plenty to talk about this week as opposed to last week hey. where I feel like we were kind of running on fumes a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> the transfer window always provides. Uh, and once yep. again, uh, we have some big stories to talk about. So yeah, I'm well. How about you, bud? Yeah, I'm good. Um, home for a quick intermission, I guess. Um, you know, spent a week last week in Louisville and then the weekend in Seattle. I am <laughs> gone for the long weekend. We have a long weekend coming up, of course, in North America. Canada Day in July 4th. Um, I'm going to spend that in LA. Um, but yeah, you know, quick intermission, then back to work um, because we have a lot to cover, of course. Um Shall we jump right in it, Stefan? Because I think there's a lot of Bayern Munich fans eagerly waiting to what we have to say about this. And yeah, let's do it. It looks like, you know, like the, I kind of felt like about this today because I've been on that hurricane train very much from the start. Um, you know, when you have like a multiple choice test and you're not sure and you pick the first thing you always have to circle back to what you initially pick. <laughs> and it's always like that, right? There's like different names that, you know, that get like mentioned. And um, of course, there's different candidates like Kolomorny, Victor Oziman, all these guys, right? But from day one, it always felt like it, Bayern Munich really wanted Terry Kane. And there was a moment where it cooled down. And I think that was probably because of Hassan Salihamidzic moving on because this was very much and it, it, it does still feel very much like a typical uh, Hassan Salihamidzic transfer, but it does look like that Oli Hoeneß has taken full control here of the situation. He's doing this in typical Oli Hoeneß fashion. Um, opening bid made 70 million euros to Tottenham. And more importantly, and this seems, um, this this has been confirmed to me directly, there is a personal agreement in place with the Harry Kane camp. Um, whether that means the player will actually move to Bayern Munich, with your horses here. Um, Levy exists, and I think you can tell us a bit more about Tottenham's negotiation <laughs> tactics in the past. Um, this is going to be complicated, at the very least. Yeah, I think it has been complicated from the start. Um, yeah. I think something's definitely probably changed in the last maybe week or two. 
uh, and I suspect it probably factors out with Kane and Byron's control. Um, yeah. We've talked about this already uh, on the show for a few weeks now in terms of the kind of striker market this summer and how it's kind of felt like it's, it's waited for one big move to go through that kind of dislodged the rest of them and they all kind of start falling after one another like some sort of, I don't know, house of cards or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And I do kind of wonder if this is all Kylian Mbappe's fault because, <laughs> you know, he... Yes. Yeah, well, he, 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 you know, we get the news last week that, um, you know, he's decided he's going to leave PSG next summer. That automatically yeah. means, you know, he's decided he's going to move to Real Madrid. Um, now, not this summer, he's going to move to Real Madrid next summer, which means, I think, Real Madrid can't go and, sit and spend 100 million euros on Harry Kane this summer, which they were perhaps wanting to do. Yeah. Perhaps what maybe Harry Kane was holding out for, uh, and that hasn't come to fruition. Um, yeah. equally um, you know Chelsea have decided to go down a different route with their striker options they've obviously signed a young player for Villarreal this weekend or this week rather uh, they could end up signing more strikers who knows they're not going for Harry Kane uh, Manchester City who made an official bid for Harry Kane probably the only club who have done so if I'm not mistaken I made an actual official bid except for yeah. Bayern um, they obviously kind of um, gave up on him last year when they signed uh, Erling Haaland and you kind of when you kind of tally up all the clubs that were potentially interested in signing Harry Kane, it's now shrunk down to just Bayern Munich or Manchester United. And the reports in England suggesting that Man United are maybe going to move in a different route now because they're currently in the process of trying to sign Mason Mount, uh, who's likely right. to cost them the best part of seventy or eighty million euros. Uh, they're in the process of signing Marcus Rashford up to a new deal, which will almost certainly uh, yeah. include you know, obligations that he'll be kind of the main man going forward up front, um, which is no bad thing. He's a very good forward. Um, and perhaps Ten Hag just doesn't want to have a kind of classic number nine in his team. So it looks like any potential move to Man United is kind of dried up as well. And that's not to, that's not to suggest that he's only moving to Bayern because there were no other options, but it does kind of suggest that had he kind of held out for a move away from Tottenham, Bayern's now the most viable option. And... Yeah. You know, as soon as we saw the reports today saying that Bayern had launched a bid for him, we knew straight away that that's because he'd given them the green light. You know, yep. Bayern aren't going to make a move for a player unless they have in clear indication that the player wants to move there because if they don't, it's a PR disaster. You know, in terms of they make an offer, the club eventually agrees to a deal and then the player says, I don't want to go there. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, on the pitch, I think it makes so much sense. You know, I was actually... Um, before I ended up doing my newsletter on um, Callum Hudson-Odoi this week, um, I was actually researching a piece on Colmoani to see yeah. whether he would fit in at Bar Munich. And, you know, the interesting thing I found was that although I thought he had a really good season at Frankfurt, and although it's clear for all to see he's an outstanding player for Frankfurt, the more I dug into his stats, the more I realised I don't think he would actually be a good fit for Bayern for a few reasons, in the sense that you know, even though he's like one of the top goal scorers in the league this year, if you actually break down his goals per 90, uh, I think they're actually less than Gnabry's for this season. You know, oh. I think he's maybe only third or fourth amongst Bayern Munich players. Um, if you look at how he plays on the pitch, he's far more of a kind of inside forward on the left-hand side, perhaps. Uh, he'd be overlapping constantly with players like Sani, Gnabry, you know, even Coleman if he moved out that way, Rusiala, whoever. And, you know, 
I was basically going to come to the conclusion that, um, or at least I was moving towards the conclusion that, you know, whereas Colmari could have worked perfectly well at Barn, it would have been like you're kind of squaring a round circle in a sense, or putting a circle in a round mm-hmm. circle, a square, whatever the expression is. I'm sure listeners know what I'm talking about in that sense. They would really have to shoehorn him into that team and try and figure out a way for it to work, which, as we all know, is exactly what it did with Sadio Mane last summer, uh, and that didn't really work at all. So this time around, Bayern are saying, no, we want a number nine, and we're going to go get a number nine. And I think he's going to be a great signing. You know, he's not a young player. He's yeah. not a you know exciting prospect. He's a bona fide star. I think he'll do the Bundesliga a world of good in terms of a profile. Um, and... I think he kind of raises Bayern's standards immensely. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see if they can agree a fee with Tottenham, which is still a big if. But yes. um, I think, yeah, you mentioned the Daniel Levy thing. I think he's obviously, he's got a yeah. reputation for holding on to players. But I think that changes very much when you include kind of foreign uh, clubs in that regard, or clubs outside of England, rather. Um, you know, Tottenham have done a lot of deals with Real Madrid over the years. Um, and I think... Levy would be more than happy to sell to Bayern for a fee perhaps lower than what he'd be willing to accept for like a Man United or a Manchester City. Um, the only thing mm. I saw Seb Stafford Blower, who we've had on the show before, really great writer of the What's Athletic. Uh, yeah, he's a big Tottenham fan. I've been bugging him about this. I've been bugging him about this for a year, and now it's maybe drumming true. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think the thing that. Um, he made a really pertinent point, which was, you know, regardless of whether Tottenham do want to sell him or don't want to sell him, the important thing is that they get a fee uh, that the fans can accept, you know. So yep. I think it will be a sizable fee, and it might be one that Bayern fans might struggle to stomach for considering the age of Kane. Uh, but it's exciting nonetheless, and if he can stay fit, I think, you know, he's basically a like-for-right like, like right replacement for Lewandowski, who they desperately lacked last season. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.